Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is another edition of Philly Sam, your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, August the 23rd. As we come off a weekend with the Phillies, take two of three from San Diego. In San Diego, you know, always good to win a road series, but funny enough, the game that sticks out, the one they lost, just a brutal, brutal gut punch, soul-crushing loss on Saturday night. Should have been a sweep. They should have swept. And, of course... The Braves did sweep the Orioles. The Braves have now won nine straight games. They've won 17 of 19. All the Braves do is win baseball games. The Phillies win two of three this weekend and are still five back now. They lost a game over the weekend. Phillies take two or three in San Diego and they lose a game in the standings. That's how it's going for the Phillies right now. And... You, know, you go back to that sweep in Arizona last week, and and we won't forget it. We'll remember it. This see this season is not going to come down to that many games. You know, obviously the Phillies could just collapse in in September and Atlantic win by nine or ten or whatever. But um, most likely, if the Phillies can hang in it. We're going to look back at that Arizona series and say, hmm, what could have been? What could have been? And look, it might not even matter. The Braves might never lose again the way it feels right now. It feels like the Braves are literally never going to lose a baseball game, baseball game again. It's it's unbelievable the level at which they have played for as consistently and as long as they have played right now. It is um it's frustrating, you know, but it's what it's what teams good teams do, you know. We've talked a lot about this Braves team, a team that's been in the playoff multiple years in a row, a team that knows how to win these games, that knows how to come together when it matters, and they've weathered injuries. They lost Acuna, which we've obviously talked about, one of the best players in baseball. I, I never mentioned the Marcelo Zuna thing, but they lost him for the season. I mean, he was one of their better hitters, and and they just keep on trucking, keep on trucking, and uh, a lot of credit to them, and it's obviously frustrating. Now, this week, really the next 10 days or so, you know, eight days leading up to the beginning of September, um, and Labor Day weekend is, is make or break for the season in reality here. This is it uh, because the Phillies have an easier schedule. The Braves have a tougher schedule. And then it's pretty even the rest of the way. Um, There's a spot where the Phillies have to make up some games. They absolutely have to. They need the Braves to lose some games. They need to win some games. But it's, um, look, it's August 23rd and they're down five games. You know, that's, it's not great. It's not likely that they're going to make the playoffs at this point. You know, it's just, I wouldn't bet on it the way it's going to look. As we've talked about many times, uh, big swings can happen. The Phillies, again, as of August 8th, were two and a half games up in the division. Almost hurts to say that. Um, And now, obviously, they're five back, so swings can happen. But it just feels unlikely that the way the Braves are playing and the way the Phillies are playing that a five, or really would have to be a six-game swing, is going to happen before the end of the season. But look, they're they're not technically out of it. They're still in it. But um, certainly frustrating. Again, it's frustrating when you win 
two of three uh, on the road over a weekend and lose ground. I mean, that's tough. That's tough. And off day today, much needed, and then the Rays come to town tomorrow. And then uh, after the Rays, it's a nice stretch. You got Arizona, you got the Nationals, you got some games you need to win. You have to win. You have to win those games, and you have to hope that the Braves in their tougher schedule here lose some games. Um, Phillies need to be a few games back by the time September starts. I mean, if they're still five, six, seven games back, it's over. They're cooked. They're just not going to be able to come back. And this is too important a stretch here because after this, the Braves' schedule is really easy again, too. You know, the Philly schedule is pretty easy um, for the most part the rest of the way. So is Atlanta's. That's the problem. It's not like the Mets were like, oh, look at how hard their schedule is. Atlanta's schedule looks a lot like the, the Phillies in terms of difficulty. So um, it's go time. And again, I'm not expecting it. I'm not counting on it. I am not, um, you know, I'm not, uh, not going to be surprised when they don't make the playoffs, but it's not over. It's not over. There are five games left. Hoskins comes back on Sunday. It's two home runs. We'll get into all that. That's huge. They needed his bat. Alec Bohm sent the minors. We'll get to that, too. Um, but, you know, it's unlikely right now. I, I'm going to hope. I'm going to pray. I'm going to, you know, watch the games. I'm going to root hard. But, um, you know, with a little over a month left in the season, it is looking very unlikely as of today that the Phillies will make the playoffs because the Braves just keep winning games. And the Phillies, you know, Man, should have swept. Let's get to it. We'll get to it, and then we'll get to the the bone move, and then looking ahead to the week ahead and, and what it means for the season. Uh, all right, going all the way back to Friday night. Uh, Friday night was a nice win for this Phillies team. You know, again, uh, the Padres have been seriously scuff, scuffling. They've even fallen out of the wild card lead, which seemed impossible not that long ago. It seemed a fait accompli. The Padres would win the wild card. Now the Reds have caught them somehow, mostly because the Padres have played horrendous baseball lately. Uh, and the Phillies take advantage of it, at least two of three. Again, really had a chance to make it three of three. But Friday was a nice win. Uh, you know, coming off the, the sweep of the hands of the Diamondbacks, you know, the season on the brink, it still is on the brink, obviously. But really the season, you know, if they lose that game, lose this series, it's, you know, just put a fork in them. And, uh, and they did fight. They won on Friday. It was nice to see. A 4-3 victory, one of those ones where, you know, kind of a, a white knuckler, as they say, is, uh, you know, just felt like they were going to blow it the entire game. They end up winning 4-3. to three. They get a lead in the third, uh, an RBI double from Mimuto, and then a two-run bomb from Bryce Harper just, you know, continues to produce. Uh, Harper's 23rd of the season, makes it 3 to nothing. Then Manny Machado in the bottom half of the third, boom. Harper and Machado homering in the top and bottom half of an inning, Definitely feels like something, right? Uh, th- three to two at that point. Um, Matt Moore goes four and a third, gives up two runs, three hits, four walks, four strikeouts. So, you know, the uh, no hitter Matt Moore was not there, but Matt Moore with a, you know, acceptable start, an okay start. They win the game. He starts after that. Hector Neris really gets the win and does a great job in ending in two thirds of shutout baseball, gives up three walks, no hits. Um, then we get to the eighth. Phillies make it 4-2 to on a huge, absolutely monster double by Andrew McCutcheon. And then in the bottom of the eighth, Archie Bradley gives up a run. Uh, he pitches an inning in two-thirds, gives up one run, but then Ian Kennedy able to come in, get him out of the jam, and going an inning in the third. And the Phillies hang on. A 4-3 to victory. Uh, unexpected. Especially, look, the offense didn't get going. Coming off that series against Arizona where it was, you know, maybe the most disappointing showing by this Phillies offense all season long. Um going in to face the worst staff in baseball and putting up six runs total, batting, you know, 100 for the series or whatever it was. I mean, just a 
atrocious offensive performance. And this wasn't great. Look, five hits. <laughs> five hits, four walks. That was it. That's what they were able to muster, but they were able to capitalize enough to get four runs and win the game. So um, you'll take it. You know, again, it's not... It's not exactly how you hope you're going to win these games. You're hoping that they can really start to put some runs on the board. That's what this team has to do over the last 38 games, whatever it is. That's what this team has to do. They absolutely have to do. 38 games left, they have to mash. They have to hit. They have to hit. They have to score runs. It's the only way they're going to win. And, uh, you know, they didn't do it on Friday, but able to get away with it. Saturday, they don't do it again either. And it comes back to bite them. Saturday, the. You know, look, we always joke about the season of, of horrible losses. Which one's the worst? And there have been some really rough ones, especially early in the year. This one's up there. This one is right there. Uh, Phillies jump on the uh, Padres in the first. Uh, Odubel leads off the game with a homer one nothing, and then zeros for a while uh, until the seventh when Aaron Nola gives up an RBI single to May Machado make it uh, one nothing, uh, one one as uh, Nola. Until we get to the ninth, was uh, was brilliant. Um, gave up that one run through eight. Um, Phillies comes to the top of the eighth. Thank goodness the Padres pitchers like to hit Phillies batters. The Phillies scored two runs thanks to hit Batman, and uh, there were three in the inning. Bases loaded, two runs in a row get scored by a hit batter with the bases loaded. You don't see that that often, but it gives them a three-run lead, and you're feeling good. And Aaron Nola. Going into the ninth, the bottom of the ninth inning. And he should have been pulled. You know, I think a lot of people talked about this. Girardi made a massive mistake here. Nolan, the 113, 114, 115, 116. I think he ended up like 118, 117 pitch range. Uh, 117, I believe he ended up. But And look, Nolan was great for eight innings. He really was. One run, eight innings, just outstanding. And I get wanting to give him a chance to go out and finish it, but as soon as he gave up that hit and allowed the tying run to come to the plate, Girardi has to take him out in that spot. He has to. He has to. He just has to take him out there. Instead, he doesn't. Two outs, one on, two-run lead, bottom of the ninth inning. Jake Cronenworth goes yard. Two-run shot ties the game. Nola gets taken out. Phillies would be unable to score in the top of the 10th, and they would lose in the bottom of the 10th on a walk-off for the Padres, an RBI, uh, not even RBI, excuse me, a run scored on a wild pitch. Knapp has to block it there. It was horrendous, but it was a wild pitch on Brogdon. Um, so they they give up a two-run lead in the bottom of the ninth, and they lose on a wild pitch in extras. I mean, up there with the gut punch losses. You know, it really was. It is... On the list, when we talk about those gut punch, hard to recover from losses, this was one of them. This game was over. They had it. And again, another game where they almost won it with four hits. Four hits! Yep, four hits. Harper had two of them. Aaron Nola had one of them. It's embarrassing. This offense is embarrassing, and it continues to be embarrassing, but... This game, uh, you know, look, I think we can blame all these losses recently on the offense, just period, but... You know, I think this one's definitely on Girardi, too. Just a mistake. And look, I know it's, uh, you know, all season long we've had these spots where should he pull him, should he not, and sometimes it's right, sometimes it's wrong, and it's a no-win situation all that, but this was such a clear spot where uh, Nola was was laboring in the ninth. You could feel it, and he's in that one teen pitch range. You could feel it. You could feel him laboring. You could feel that he just didn't have the same stuff he'd had all game because he was brilliant. He was. It was... 
you know, and I'm sure next outing he'll suck. That's Nola. But but in this outing, in this spot, he was brilliant until he got left in just a little too long. And Girardi has to save him from himself there. He has to. He has to. You got to pull that guy. I mean, everyone said it. It was just not... This is not a you know armchair quarterback type thing. This was in the moment. Everyone saying, "What are we doing here? What are we? Why is Aaron Nola still in this game? What is happening? What are we doing? Why is he in this game, Joe? What's going on here?" And it came back to bite them. And look, I think again on a basic level, scoring three runs, being unable to capitalize on opportunities is what came back to bite the Phillies more than anything. You know, three hits. Four hits, not good enough. It's not good enough. This team's not going to win that way. And again, coming off that Arizona series, the lack of offense is concerning. It's upsetting. It's frustrating. And this was one where they could have won the game. They legit could have won the game, and they didn't because of this. So a real bummer of a loss, a real frustrating loss for this team. It really is. And uh, it's, um, it's one we'll look back on. You know, that Diamondback series and this one, just the way it happened, the way it played out, we won't forget it. You know, when we're looking at the uh, eulogizing the season, so to speak, at the end, when we're talking about how the Phillies missed the playoffs, most likely, we'll look back at these games. This is one of those. This game was over. This game was won. You had it. Two outs, ninth inning. You just got to put the right pitcher in, Joe. You just got to make the right call, make the right move. And again, the, the lack of runs. It's incredibly frustrating. Sunday, thank goodness they win that game yesterday. They had to. I mean, honestly... Season could have been over if they lost it. Just coming back after losing, you know, five out of six against Arizona and San Diego, at least you take two with that win. Uh, you scored seven runs, which is nice to see. Reese Hoskins back in the lineup, two bombs for Hoskins. It uh, is a reminder how important he is to the lineup, how much the lineup relies on him from a, a power perspective with all the time he's missed this year. He still leads the team, team in home runs, still leads him in RBI. You know, he is still been the uh, preeminent masher on this team. McCutcheon at times has been that guy, but but in reality, you, know, you really need a homer. You really need a big hit from a power perspective in a moment. Hoskins the guy you want to play, him and Harper, obviously. Um, so having Hoskins back was huge. It really did make a difference. The offense finally gets something going. A great game for O'Double. He goes four for five. Um, had another homer. So he homers two straight days. Um Harper didn't get anything going on Sunday, but JT gets it going a little bit. Two for four. Been a while since Romito homer and hits one out. We need more from JT, that's for sure. Hoskins, two for three with the two home runs. Um, as uh, the Phillies, you know, they scored some runs. It was nice to see. They needed it. Homer, four homers. Two from Hoskins, one from Romito, one from Herrera. This team has not hit nearly enough home runs lately, and, and it's something that can buoy the team and carry them. Big win on this one. Kyle Gibson, Gibby, my man, eight one-run innings. Looked really good. Eight innings, six hits, one walk, three strikeouts, only one run allowed. Uh, Bailey Falter makes it scary in the ninth, gives up three. Actonaris comes in and getting the last out, and they end up winning seven to four. Um, but Gibby, and what a, what a showing from Gibby. Uh, what a trade that's been for the Phils. So far, that has clearly been a win. I mean, Kenny's had a couple home run problems, but hasn't really failed them too much in too many big spots so far. He hasn't been great, but he's been fine, and Gibson's been great. Gibson's given this team... Quality starts, quality innings, wins since he's been here. And uh, they needed it yesterday. It was a massive one in a spot where, you know, again, we're going to have a lot of these spots with the season on the brink, so to speak, as this season winds its way to a close. And that was one of them. You had to win. You had to win yesterday. You had to. You absolutely had to. And Kyle Gibson helped them win the game. Really the biggest reason they won the game. 
And the bats get going. Look, Hoskins being back is huge. It's just, it's so massive for this team. It's just a, a totally different complexion of the lineup. And look, JT has been, we've talked about it, but a massive disappointment offensively this year. There's just no arguing it. I mean, the OPS under 800 for, for a vast majority of the season. He just hasn't been good enough. And for the money he's making, especially considering defensively, it hasn't been quite the same JT year we expect. We've talked about that. But I think offensively, they they... They have to get more from him over this last 38-game stretch. If they're going to make the playoffs, if they're going to make a run, they have to make up five games here. They really have to get six if they want to lead and not have to play a playoff at the end of the season. But, um, you know, they, they've got a lot of ground to make up and not a lot of time. They really do. Um, you know, essentially, you know, 40 games of not quite 38, but they have to make up five. It's, you know, a game every five games, every six games, every eight games, that range. you got to, like, make up a game along the way. you got to make up a game, make up a game, make up a game, make up a few games. Um so having Hoskins back will really help. It'll really help. And Gibby, you know, being able to give that guy the ball every fifth day and know that he's going to go out and be a gamer for you, he's going to fight for you, he's going to give you a chance, it was huge. It was a big win yesterday again. And it is just frustrating because they should have swept. You know, they should have swept. That game was in hand on Saturday. That game was over. Girardi blew it. The offense blew it. And again, look, even after the weekend, you still... The sour taste of the Arizona series is still right there. It's right there. It's impossible to get rid of. That was just such a disastrous series for this team. Really, just, again, I honestly think that when we look back at the end of the season, we will look back at that series as the one that that was the death knell for this team this year. Considering it's right in the midst of the Braves winning nine straight, the Braves winning 17 of 19, like it's right in that window to lose three straight to the Diamondbacks, you know, is the kind of thing that they probably won't recover from. They might, they can, it's not over. Like, I, you know, we've talked about, but that is the kind of thing where that, that, that could be the end. That could be the thing that, that ended the season. And it's a shame. Um, we'll see massive, massive week of baseball coming up. We'll get to that in a sec. First, uh, one more thing from yesterday. We talked about Hoskins coming back, how huge it is. The corresponding roster move to bring Hoskins back is Alec Bohm to the minor leagues. Um, Obviously disappointing. I think the the Alec Bohm this year, one of the most disappointing things on this team. And when you talk about the future and the long-term ramifications of this season or the long-term takeaways from this season, you could argue that Alec Bohm is the single biggest disappointment of the season, um, you know, considering that now we're questioning his future, questioning who he is, what he is. Uh, we're coming into the season, we were like, this guy's going to be one of the team's best hitters for the next decade. You know, he's a 300 hitter guy. This is a guy who's just going to get you big hits after big hits. And um, just a, a disastrous sophomore season. Disastrous. Obviously, we know one of the worst, if not the worst, defensive third baseman we've ever seen here in Philadelphia. Um, just a abominable third baseman defensively. And, and that that sucks, and that's a factor. But then for him to, to regress so heavily offensively, a guy batted 338 last year and, you know, just a a shell of himself offensively, particularly from a power perspective, from a slugging percentage perspective, doubles, home runs, just gone, it feels like. Um, and now to send him to the minors, um, which, look, I'm all right with it. Uh, at this point, I think it, it's probably more beneficial for Alec Bohm to get at bats every day in the minors than it is to sit on the bench in the majors. In fact, I would say it's definitely more beneficial. And, and look, I think that, you know, he needs to build his confidence back up. And it's pretty clear that that's not going to happen at the major league level right now. Um, I don't love the way they've kind of handled him this whole time. I probably would have sent him down a few weeks ago, you know, rather than sitting him for, 
whatever it was, 10 out of 12 games, I would have just sent him down to the Myers then. Um, obviously, they were waiting for Hoskins to come back. I would have just brought Maton up or Williams or whatever you need to do or you know whoever you need to supplement it with. Williams already up, you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with them sending in the minors. I think, you know, um, I conversely, I will say, though, I, I think that Alec Bohm, Alec Bohm's development is more important than this season. Um, mostly because, again, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year. Uh, and, you know, Alec Bohm is, is supposed to be one of the centerpieces of your franchise. I mean, he was the third pick of the draft. He had a great, you know, rookie campaign. Like, he's someone that, that really matters for this organization. He matters. He really matters. And uh, and it's just been a hellish, disastrous year for him. And, uh, and it's a shame. Look, a lot of guys have bad sophomore years and come back and figure it out. But um, it's concern. It's concern. It's a shame. It's a real bummer that he was sent down and that he, that he had to be sent down again. I'm, I'm fine with the decision. It's just a bummer that this is where we find ourselves and that this guy we thought was going to be such an important piece of this team this year. And, and the future is, is such a question mark now. Um, and again, I still think he can figure it out. I still think he'll be a hitter. I don't think he's a third baseman ever, ever. You know, I think he's a DH in reality, not even a first baseman. He's a DH. Um, so we need the DH in the national league, but I do think he'll figure it out from a hitting perspective. He's still young. He's got all the, the talent and tools and he just needs to get that confidence back. But, this season has certainly shaken the uh, shaken the belief um, in him and shaken kind of, you know, what we believe he can be. Um, and that's a shame. And that's something they really, really, really need to work on. It's so important. It really is. I mean, the future of Alec Bohm is, is incredibly important. And it's a big deal that he gets sent down. It's too bad. Um, but again, I understand it from a baseball perspective. He is not, you know, he... Probably shouldn't be playing right now in the major leagues. You know, he shouldn't be on a major league roster right now. He's not a good enough offensive player and clearly not a good enough defender to really offer anything for this Phillies team. I mean, Freddie Galvis coming back soon. You know, you'd rather see Freddie out there. You'd rather see Torres out there. I mean, we've gotten to the point where we all would rather see Ronald Torres playing than, than Alec Bohm, and that's that's a disaster organizationally. A disaster. But it's also the right move to send him down, so... It's frustrating, but that's where we're at. That's where we're at. Uh, massive, massive week plus of baseball here like so important um the Braves have a really weird week is they only play five games this week but the Phillies um play six the Braves have uh they play Monday and Tuesday and then they're off Wednesday and Thursday and then they play Friday Saturday Sunday uh and then next week they they have a full week of baseball so their stretch of baseball right now is is home for two against the Yankees then a home for three against San Francisco. So five tough games. Then they go to L.A. for three. And then Colorado for four. Colorado is one of the best home records in baseball, even though they've been a horrible team. This stretch of baseball is it. This is everything for the Phillies. They have to make games up here. The Yankees, the Giants, these teams are good. Um, the Dodgers, you know, these are games that, that you know, you don't assume at least that the Dodgers, I mean, excuse me, that the Braves' dominant winning streak is going to continue. Now, if it does, it's over and it's all done. But the Phillies have... Um, uh, two at home against Tampa Bay to start the week, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, then Thursday through Sunday, they have the Diamondbacks at home, which, you know, <laughs> should be winnable games. At least they're at home. Diamondbacks have been just awful on the road and awful, period. But obviously you need some payback there. You need to sweep that. And then you have three at Washington, three at Miami. So this stretch of baseball here through Labor Day where the Braves will be playing the Yankees, the Giants, the Dodgers and the Rockies on the road. The Phillies get two against Tampa Bay at home, which is tough, but then four against the Diamondbacks, three against the Nats, three against the Marlins. 
This is it. September 5th. That's when that Marlins series ends. That's Labor Day weekend. We will know by the end of Labor Day weekend if the Phillies season is over or not. That's how important this stretch of baseball is. They have to make up a couple games over this stretch at least. They have to be like 2-3 back to have a real chance at the end. And really you want to see them even make up more. But, you know, it's asking a lot. This is it. The season comes down to this. It's put up or shut up time. Off day today. And then tomorrow through Labor Day, we'll decide this season as far as I'm concerned. The Braves need to start losing some games. The Phillies need to handle business even more. They need to win games. And they need the offense to show up. So, fingers crossed. Nice night off tonight. Take it easy. And then tomorrow we'll dive in, look into the series of the Rays, look into the weekend and uh, and all that and, and where everyone stands and what needs to happen. So uh, we'll dive into all that tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.